So welcome everybody to the CPP Group Talk on critical raw materials. Here in the European Parliament, we're talking about this because there's a Critical Raw Materials Act that we are working on. Uh, what raw materials are we talking about? Lithium, graphite, cobalt, nickel. There's a very, very long list of that. And why do we need them? It's for the digital and green transition. Uh, so there's a sense of urgency for this, for wind power, for batteries, for robotics, for solar cells, and all kinds of other things. And we're pushing for strategic autonomy because a lot of these materials, we don't have them here. We're almost 100% dependent on a lot of them. How do we deal with this? Well, Hildegard Bentele, welcome. Uh, you are on the Committees on Development and also E-Trade, the Industry Research and Energy Committee, Environment as well. Um, you are the EPP Group's lead negotiator on this Critical Raw Materials Act. Uh, and also uh, joining us is Tom Berenson. Uh, you are uh, also on the E-Trade Committee, Industry Research and Energy, uh, also um, on the Regional Development uh, Committees. This has to do with that. And you were a negotiator on the new industrial strategy, which mentioned critical raw materials uh, as well. A, a fun fact here, International Energy Agency, the IEA, uh, uh, says that the transition to reach net zero globally by 2050 would require six times more min minerals in 2040 than today. How do we get there? So that is what we're talking about. Um, can I start uh, with Hildegard? Why uh, this uh, CRM Act is so crucial for that digital and green transition? I almost laid it out there, but what can you say more there? <laughs> you laid it out, Chris. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's very important that we you know, have a strategy now yeah. because we are already late, because we are competing with others, with the Chinese, with the Americans. And mainly the Chinese have started to look into the whole value chain and they have you know, secured access to critical raw materials. Right. And this is actually the goal of the act. We have to secure or improve our access to critical raw materials to since, you know, the, over the whole, uh, yeah, to diversify and to do it over the whole value chain. And this is why we very much welcome uh, the goals of this act, which are, um, you know, uh, uh, start with domestic mining, since yep. what we have abandoned more or less. Right. Uh, look into processing, because it's not enough just to, you know, extract and get the raw materials. It's also about processing. We are also very dependent on processed materials. For example, lithium came, comes mainly from China processed. Right. Uh, then we have to look into recycling. I mean, this is our philosophy that we want to close circles. There's a lot of potential in recycling. We want mm. to fully exploit that. And then we really have to, you know, do the stress test with the, with the companies that we require them to develop a plan B if they are more than 65% dependent from one supplier or from one company. Yeah. And this is in, in total uh, a little bit the goals. There are also some very two very important measures which we fully um, welcome, which is faster permitting procedures because okay. this was a big hurdle in the past what does that mean for instance that, that means uh, in the mining for instance in the mining right? for example yeah, yeah. because now it takes between eight to ten years to get a permit to start a mine to dig that, today yeah and that means a lot of insecurity you know for the investor so now the commission is proposing to cut down this uh, 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 time to two years burn the red tape Kind of, cutting down the red tape, doing yeah. things in parallel, but not cutting down on the standards. Yeah. Uh, and this is also by, uh, you know, managing the uh, administration better because uh, mm. the member states are required to set a one-stop shop for doing these permits. And right. this is very important. Uh, uh, Tom, uh, what about technical advancements and, and critical raw materials? Uh, through the new industrial strategy, for instance, I think we're looking for more 
efficiency, uh, maybe uh, to uh, substitution, things like that? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, to take one step back, uh, because I, I really want to congratulate uh, Hildegard and the other negotiators on, on striking a deal here. Um, because we've seen in the past, over the last years, uh, how dependencies can be used against us. And I think that is crucial. Uh, we saw it on energy, how Russia used yeah. energy as a weapon against us, our yeah. dependency. Um, we have a dependency uh, when it comes to, to defense uh, that we cannot do ourselves in, uh, in Europe. We're dependent on the United States there. Um, but we're even more dependent for our economy of the future, and we're dependent on China. Um, and, and, and it's very complicated to have a solution there. But I compare it to combating climate change. Yes, if we would have started 30 years ago, it would have been much easier and much cheaper to solve it. So it will be expensive, it yeah. will be complex, uh, but it is our responsibility to well, do it. Why did we wake up so late? Or it seems like it, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. suddenly we, the, the next no, day, we did. You know, yeah. today we because, wake up and see, yeah. my God, we're, we're up to 100% dependent on certain no, but materials. But we were believing in the global market, Chris. We yeah. were believing in the global market, in the yeah. functioning of the global market, right. which was functioning. Because for the companies, it was, you know, possible and cheap to go for the lowest price of the raw material. That's true. So they yeah. would buy it where was the lowest price. The beauty of but, globalization. You know, but now we have different thoughts, but right. because we now we know G that- Genau in German means exactly, <laughs> but okay, go ahead. <laughs> I like it, no, I because like it. <laughs> Now we know that, you know, Russia was a reliable supplier of gas and also yeah. cheap gas, but now we pay the price. And so this is, we became more aware that we cannot rely on the functioning of the global market because yeah. there are second thoughts in terms of geopolitics. Right. And there's also a real problem of interruption, as we have seen. Yeah. And for example, uh, China has used against Taiwan, you know, uh, uh, they, they were banning some minerals to be exported. So mm -hmm. this is a real danger. Yeah. And we see it already now because, uh, for example, electric vehicles, you have a waiting period about a year now. And this is due because of uh, the insecure supply of critical raw materials, right. for example, lithium batteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And China yeah. makes uh, more than half the world's batteries, I read. Uh, yes. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's ahead, also, uh, so, so we've trusted too much on, or relied too much on, on the global market. Uh, let's also not forget that China has a long-term strategy mm -hmm. to make us more dependent on them. Um, and when they delivered us uh, cheap uh, raw materials in vast amounts, and we also were, I think, in Europe a bit, uh, a bit of hypocrites uh, using all those critical raw materials, but leave mm -hmm. the mining to other parts of the world because it's dirty work. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, have a heavy impact on the on the environment. Um, so we were a bit naive. Uh, we were a bit uh, of hypocrites as well. I guess. Right. Right. And, and yeah. we we had a reliable partner, but also China itself has changed over the last years. I mean, they really chose the path of uh, autocrats. We've seen that on the last party congress. So the world changed, and mm. if the world changes, we need to adapt, uh, yeah. and we do it way too late. Right. But we started, and it's our responsibility to continue down that path. Right. And in addition, yeah. climate change is hitting much harder than we ever thought, I yeah. think. Mm -hmm. So because we were, uh, uh, you know, we had to with uh, repower EU, we had even to, you know, hire our goals. So we right. have to be faster. To and change the energy sources it, it, and improve fully, the Because we are now yeah. under much more pressure than we thought maybe like five years ago. We would thought we have more time, but we see that we have less time. Hmm. So this is why we are, you know, it's more expensive, it's more difficult, more complex, yeah. but... That's the, that's the situation we're let, in now. Let me throw in another factor here. The EPRS, the, Europe, the, um, the uh, European Parliament Research Service, that's your think tank here, 
says that without the primary or secondary recycled, uh, su such as like recycled uh, critical materials that, uh, that we need, uh, the EU's technological and manufacturing base would be seriously weakened. So it's not only digging things out of the ground, it's a matter of reprocessing and recycling and redesigning, right, yeah. Tom? And making yeah. more efficient what we're using, what we have. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, and the competitive position of our companies as well, because our businesses uh, have to deal with higher prices uh, than their competitors on a global market. So that's, uh, that's important, yeah. Uh, innovation, substitution, I mean, Hildegard already mentioned the, these mm -hmm. things. There's no, not one solution to solve this problem. Uh, so we need to diversify. Yeah. Uh, we need to mine ourselves, but uh, we need to recycle uh, more. But also innovation substitution is, is very important. I understood, but Hildegard mm -hmm. can explain better, that also substitution can be a strategic mm -hmm. project now yeah. in the CRM yeah, exactly. Act, which means yeah. that if we have the smart minds uh, yeah. to think about mm -hmm. how, that we, how can we use less of a material or substitute a material where we are now too dependent on, we can substitute it with something else yeah. and it works equally or even better. That is a strategic project. That's very important to uh, decrease this dependency on others. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's indeed also part of the solution. Yeah. Is that and why? This, uh, sorry, that's a huge ahead. chance also in this, yeah. you know, chance. in this crisis, difficult situation. Yeah, spin this companies as an have, have a yeah. chance, yeah, yeah, to be more efficient, to substitute. The pressure is higher because, and and this is, I would like to see the companies also. We try to help them to see it as a chance, and we spent several hundred millions in Horizon projects. Uh, in, in in improving raw materials, R and D, you know, research okay, and development. Yeah. So, and we, and this is also, was, I have to say, I was the main point of the renew rapporteur to concentrate on innovation and substitution. And I think mm -hmm. this is also in uh, what would so be. So, I, I guess this also explains why the uh, the EPP has been pushing for a task force, right? Can can you talk more about that? The task uh, well, force to track uh, the global supply chain, right? And yeah. to make sure our sourcing is is diversified and. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's called like uh, it's the CRM board. We CRM will have board. a board, so we will have a structure, you know, where the Commission and industry and lawmakers meet, mm. because we haven't had this on the European level before. It was okay. very nationalized, and it was not very. So we will have this board, which makes sure that uh, strategic projects are being proposed by the member states. Right. Uh, that uh, we also. And this is another feature that new strategic partnerships are being negotiated with, you know, with new reliable partners. Because yeah. we have a new map of the world. We have to talk to also African you know, countries, yeah. South American countries, mm. much more with Canada, with Australia, mm -hmm. Chile, and so on. So, uh, so, so, so this board should be then, let's say, the core around we do in the future in a structured way raw materials policy. Yeah, this diversifying suppliers, uh, the EPRS, the research service, uh, says that suppliers have been, uh, diversity of suppliers have been decreasing globally over the last few years, uh, Russia as being a key supplier. Uh, so that is something we have to reverse, obviously, right? Exactly. That has been decreasing. For example, Ukraine was a huge raw material supplier. Yes, which we don't. We, which we don't of. have anymore. So we are yeah. really in a very difficult and new situation. And right. that also means uh, investing from our side in other countries as well into projects, yes. into strategic yes. projects, into strategic partnerships, mm -hmm. because over the last year we've relied on very big, cheap suppliers, mm -hmm. mainly one or, or uh, a couple. If you want to diversify, uh, it, it means it will cost more money. It means investing. investing it means smart, smart yeah. partnerships. Mm -hmm. But that's the road we need to go. Right. Yeah. You, you touched on this, but raw materials diplomacy. Yeah. 
we need to make that a two-way street, right? Exactly, because that, I mean, yeah. this is kind of a bit sensitive issue. Yeah. If you look to Africa, yeah. for example, because there's yeah. the resource curse, you know, they are a bit afraid if we come and ask them for raw materials. Right. Because there is a past and they also have the experience yeah. with the Chinese where they're just exploited. Right. So this is for us the big uh, challenge to make a different alternative offer, which is a fair offer, um, which also is mutually beneficial. So, and this is why I'm pushing for not only taking out raw materials, but also invest in the processing in the partner country. Yeah. You know, we cannot just say, you know, because they also want to add value. They want to be part of this value chain. This is a huge chance and opportunity, but let's see if we manage yeah. by the commission. I have to, uh, I have to praise them. They're really active and very, they make very good until now steps in this direction. To avoid it from becoming another neo-colonial extraction Exactly. And, and this is commissioner, the industry commissioner <laughs> is going together with the commissioner for development to African countries. So they, Voila. they propose a comprehensive approach, which yeah. is really coherent, which I very much also from a development uh, perspective, yeah. I, I support. You're on the committee there, yeah. including uh, technical support, Assistance, education, you know, yeah. training. The legal framework uh, to, to, and also because very often the, the raw material sector is not formalized. Yeah. So we try to help them, you know, to have some standards, some settings. And, uh, and I think that's a huge chance. So it's really a chance to make new partners, new friends on a long-term basis with a stable, you know, uh, economic uh, exchange we can have. Now, what about the European Raw Materials Alliance, ERMA? That's, that's a, a, an industry alliance, isn't it? Is, is that working into this, this plan as well? Well, that's indeed the cooperation we need on, on this topic. I mean, uh, and, and I say that also okay. as, a, as a Christian Democrat, you, yeah. can, you can't expect everything from governments no, only. No. Also not everything from the market. Right. Uh, and also, uh, and, and that's a broader mm -hmm. thing in Europe, I mean, we will never have the state support that China offers to their, their companies. We will never have the capital that is available in the United mm -hmm. States. Cooperation is our strength in Europe. And things like the Raw Material Alliance, where we put businesses together with, 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 with governance, with investors, uh, investors, investors. with mm -hmm. small and medium-sized companies, big companies, mm -hmm. etc. We, we stimulate that cooperation on a strategic topic. And, and I think that is something that you see on a lot of topics and a lot of, in a lot of sectors now emerging mm -hmm. in, uh, in Europe. That's our strength and that's something we yeah. really should invest in. Now, of course, there is support from the EU. What, let's talk financing a bit. Here and, and, and you did mention that as well. Uh, I see the European Commission spent 500 million euros on 80 raw materials mm. research projects, 260 million committed for, uh, let's see, 21, 22 mm -hmm. uh, under Horizon Europe, you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, anything else we can talk about on the financing side? On well, the, the finance side, is, yeah. I would say the side which is not so much developed. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, you know, our colleagues from the other groups are putting so, some hope on a European serenity fund which didn't really come up now. Um, so there's another smaller thing proposed, it's called STEP, and there should be some smaller amount for critical raw materials, critical, not only strategic uh, raw materials. Yeah. So, but at the end, you know, there is no fresh money. I mean, the mm -hmm. only money which is more or less available is under the Global Gateway Initiative, which is a development mm -hmm. cooperation Global instrument, gateway, but yeah. this would apply for third countries. But for yeah. the EU, it's more or less the member states who will have to. I know that Germany is setting up a small raw material fund. Okay. So we need, uh, as Tom said, there will be this will be a thing of blending. And what we are, for example, pushing the European Investment Bank, who's, who was very reluctant in the past to go into raw materials projects mm. because they are risky. Mm -hmm. um, so we're pushing them to, you know, uh, develop new instruments, guarantees. 
de-risking instruments that we better, you know, that the sector can be better supported by these financial tools. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. also if you look at, uh, because that's very important for, for innovation, for substitution mm. projects, etc. If you look at mining, um, we, we've seen the, the discoveries, although probably they were discovered a little bit, a bit earlier already, but in Sweden and in Norway. Yeah. Uh, this means mining projects. This means uh, very large investments needed mm. to get those mines up and running. Mm. I think as Europe, you should take a chair at the table there in Sweden, but also in Norway, which is, which is not EU, but a, a very reliable partner of us, yes. mm. uh, and even individual member states to see, okay, what are the investments needed here and how mm. can we uh, take our fair share in something that is so important uh, to decrease our dependency. And that doesn't need uh, to be solved everything mm. via the European budget or mm -hmm. via European funds. Individual member states can also um, uh, put an effort in there. Uh, and, I, and I think that's also European cooperation. And I think we need to do that. Let me add one more thing to the mix here. Uh, is, uh, the, the head of Renault, uh, Jean-Dominique Senard, uh, said recently that uh, while we are starting to rebuild a European mining sector, and this is the area he's talking about, uh, you know, uh, metals and so forth for uh, lithium and so mm -hmm. forth, um, uh, this will take at least 10 years. Do you think that with this Critical Raw Materials Act, we can speed that up? that it wouldn't be just 10 years, we could do it sooner. Yeah, that's what we hope, but yeah. we also have to see, we are talking about 10% mining in Europe. Yeah. So we are not, we're just, just a backup, you know, like a reserve yeah. if there's a crisis coming. We will import 90% of our raw materials also in the future. Okay. So we're aiming at only a 10%, but I think it's important, first of all, that we do exploration because we don't, really know what we have because it was stopped it was not important mm -hmm. so first thing is exploration and then right. there are smaller projects i know it from germany the lithium project very innovative you know uh, uh, there's also lithium in, in portugal and so on there are things and we should do what is also economically feasible mm -hmm. we should explore it just to have it as a backup i would backup. call it a backup it's right. like a reserve but we should not fall into the illusion that this will substitute our imports. And this is why the strategic, new strategic partnerships are very important, that we make them long lasting and mm -hmm. really, you know, that we, yeah, that we can rely on them. Yeah, what, any yeah. final word there, there, Tom? Well, I think one aspect which is not covered by, by CRM, uh, but as a Christian Democrat, uh, again, that, that you would expect also responsibility from businesses and from consumers, because in the end, if we're highly dependent on something, one of the solutions is use less of it. Yeah. And that means that, for example, in Europe, we're now working on the right to repair. Mm -hmm. And how do we make sure that if your phone is, uh, is down uh, within a couple of years, that you uh, can uh, repair it, that you have the right to repair it uh, for, yeah. or uh, something like that. And also, secondly, business models like product as a service, which means that the incentive for a company is not a product that people buy and uh, is broke in, uh, let's say, two or three years that they buy, need to buy a new one, mm. but to make a product sustainably that uh, lasts as long as possible, because yeah. it's possible. And I think in our economy, together with businesses, together with consumers, we need to make sure that we have incentives for those kind of projects, products that mean that in the end, we need less raw materials. It's yeah. not the solution, but I think it's part of the solution. No, it's, it's, it's the sum of the parts. It's a lot yes. of different factors that mm. we're looking at. I think that's it. Uh, thank you uh, so much, Hildegard, Tom, for uh, joining us and, and for you for uh, watching, listening. And so keep in mind, uh, at EPP Group on the social networks and online, 
uh, eppgroup.eu for more information. My name is Chris Burns. See you next time.